coming up. Family members hadn't heard from her in a little while. She didn't show up for work. Police went over there, a family went over there, and police officers just went through the house and said they found a lot of blood. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. It's February of 2017. Stephanie Turntine, a woman in her early 40s, and her husband, 62-year-old Molten Oglesby, are living in a quiet neighborhood in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. They've been here for a while, but they're pretty quiet. You know, you know, you wouldn't know they're here, you know, unless you walk by and just see them outside. They're pretty good neighbors. On Tuesday, February 28th, Stephanie unexpectedly doesn't show up for work. So some of her family members go over to the couple's house to check on them make sure they're okay. And all of a sudden, I just heard a, a bunch of commotion or whatever, and a, a bunch of people just ran out the house screaming, you know, praying to God, asking God for help or whatever. The family finds the house empty. And when officers show up, they're greeted by what they would describe as a large amount of blood throughout the home. You know, like I said, I was walking my kids, and it kind of touched me because I could, you know, if it was somebody's child, I could feel, you know, their pain. It was just, it was a saddened feeling. A husband and wife are missing from Pine Bluff, and her family fears the worst. Molten Oglesby and Stephanie Turntine got in a fight on Monday, then disappeared yesterday, with a blood-stained house the only clue about what might have happened to them. David Littman, reporter with CBS 19 in Tyler, Texas. How are you doing? Doing great, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. I should say, as I mentioned, you're now down in Texas, but back in 2017, uh, when this case was going on that we're going to be discussing, you were with THV 11 in Little Rock, Arkansas. So not too far away, right, if my mental map isn't way off? No, just a, a couple hours drive. This case then takes us to Pine Bluff, which I've never been to, but it looks like sort of a mid-sized city. Where can I find Pine Bluff in relation to Little Rock? Pine Bluff's about 45 minutes southeast of Little Rock. It was, it was a much bigger city at one point. Um, it was sort of the, a hub of black culture in Arkansas. So it had a population was probably about 65,000, let's say 40, 50 years ago. And slowly but surely that's dwindled and dwindled and is now about 45,000. Okay, so we're in Pine Bluff four years ago. When this story first hits the news, it's believed that two people have gone missing, a husband and a wife. Tell me about this couple, Molten Oglesby and Stephanie Turntine. Uh, at, at the time we first heard about it, we really didn't know too much about them. Um, we knew that he was about 20 years older than her. They lived together, had a house together. And when family members hadn't heard from her in a little while, she didn't show up for work. Police went over there, a family went over there. And police officers just went through the house and said they found a lot of blood. And that was initially all we knew. Mm -hmm. So immediately then it was, goes from being, oh, we haven't heard from them in a while to this is, this is a crime scene, right? Yes. And I didn't know whose blood it was at that point. Just knew that something bad had happened and that these two people were missing. I got down to the house that afternoon and a handful of relatives were nearby, didn't want to talk on the record, but did mention that the couple had had a fight of, of something the day before. And so as this investigation gets underway, are investigators offering any insight as to what they think may have happened to this couple, where they think they might have gone? They didn't talk about what might have happened to them, uh, but the family said that 
Stephanie's cell phone pinged somewhere in Texas. They didn't say when or exactly where, but they thought that her cell phone had been had been in Texas since she had been declared missing, uh, but didn't have any follow-up to that lead. And then maybe a day or two later, police said that Moulton Oglesby was connected to a car that was found in the New Orleans area. But they didn't say that he was there or what the connection to the car was or how he got to New Orleans. So there were little bits and pieces, but really not much of a story yet. So it's her phone that pings in Texas. Yes. His car that shows up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and from Pine Bluff to New Orleans is probably about a six-hour drive. Uh, from Pine Bluff to Texas, you probably wouldn't be able to get anywhere, you know, wouldn't be able to get to Texarkana in less than about four hours. But those are opposite directions. And while we're at it, let's add another city into this mix. Police, within about a week, end up in Benton, Arkansas. What brought them there, and what did they end up finding? They ended up there, and Benton is about 20 minutes southwest of Little Rock. So again, probably 45, 50 minutes from Pine Bluff. They get there because Moulton Oglesby allegedly told someone close to him what had happened and that Stephanie's body was buried in Benton. So that leads police out there. That's when, after searching for a couple hours, they eventually find her. And so that's also then the point at which, at least publicly, we don't know you know, what investigators knew and, and when exactly they knew it, but at least publicly this goes from being a case where two people appear to have disappeared to, okay, one person might have disappeared and the other might have been in hiding. Yep, exactly. What do we ultimately learn about what caused Stephanie Turntine's death? Uh, investigators said it was blunt force trauma to the head. Uh, they never revealed what the murder weapon was. They didn't say exactly when it happened, but they said it was it was trauma to the head and blood loss. So what's what's the next thing that we find out about this case? When do we learn um, where the husband is at? Almost exactly at that same time, police say that Moulton Oglesby turned himself in. They don't, they don't say exactly where he was when he turned himself in or to which agency, but they announced that they found the wife's body and that the husband turned himself in pretty much, if not that same minute, then that same day. So with this case, a, a lot happens in a relatively short span of time. It's all within less than a week that we go from this initial story that this couple has gone missing to Moulton Oglesby turning himself in for his wife's murder. I imagine that was quite a whirlwind for the community and, and to report on. It was. It was a blur of a story. It, like you said, it happened so quickly. There were all these really interesting facets of it, um, and some of which we never got answers to. But then just a few days from start to finish, he turns himself in, her body's found, and that seems to be the end of it. And so then the big question is really why. At any point, do we learn a motive why investigators say this man might have killed his wife? If they learned it, they never said it. The public still doesn't know exactly what happened, what led him to kill her. And how did this all then play out in court? He took a plea deal. Uh, He was initially being charged with capital murder, 
which could have led to a life sentence. Instead, took a, a plea down to first-degree murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Well, David Lippman with CBS 19 in Tyler, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. Will Johnson and I are here with a new story every weekday. The best way to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes is to hit subscribe or follow on your podcast app. While you're there, you can also help us out by leaving a review, hopefully even a positive one. You can find more podcasts from Vault Studios, including The Officer's Wife and Bardstown, by heading over to vaultstudios.com. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.